0: Everybody, uh welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran, of course I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Rob, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing okay, Todd. I'm I'm surviving. I know we took a week off. That was uh you know, that's unusual for us, but we're back.
0: Well, that's good. And uh not that there's anything at all
1: <laughs> to going talk on, to right? talk
0: about. Yeah, nothing at <laughs> all going on. and There's a whole bunch of stuff and I've got some things today that uh I want to talk about a couple of things on Spotify and, but let's talk about the news at hand. You've, uh, the podcast Academy has opened. I haven't submitted yes. my application yet because I'll be kind of frank with you. And I, you saw it on Twitter. I, uh, I got about a hundred, actually it was like 130 some requests for reference letters.
1: Oh yeah. I've been flooded <laughs> with it too. So as you might imagine,
0: but I I'm hearing some things have changed, uh, with the application process. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, what, I mean you go you to the podcastacademy.com and just go go to the uh join and criteria and all that stuff. Actually, there's an application checklist link on the page now and we've we've changed it. So the whole letter thing was kind of um spinning a little bit out of control. So <laughs> it was just a lot of um a lot of, you know, it was just a lot of frustration that 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 was needed to be accepted if you were a podcaster. So, um, so, you know, and it was one, one of those things, I mean, it, it seemed like a good idea to the board before I joined and at the time. And cause really the goal was, is just, to you know, make sure that the people that are joining this organization are actually podcasters, right. So, or they're involved in the industry that, that was the intent, but what it turned out to be was something of a burden. So <laughs> what, <laughs> And Todd is an example of it, and that happened in um, you know, lots of different places in the industry. So uh, with, um, you know, people that are leaders in the industry kind of got bombarded with these. Things. So uh, what the the Board of Governors decided, you know, my encouragement would be to back off on that. Um, so, you know, we are going to ask that you have a, a reference of some sort to either an Academy member, and I'm still going to be, you know, i have used in a lot of ways th- this way too but as the academy grows there's going to be more members so it's going to get easier and easier but um so you're only going to need to give um like a reference like you know a person's name and email address or whatever and then I'll get a list of all the people that use me as a reference to get into the organization so if you're a podcaster go ahead and use my 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 name on the application and and you know if you know me or met me at a podcasting event and I know that you have a podcast and all this stuff, then it'll just go smooth as silk right, right through the process. So, um, but you can also use somebody else in the industry too, that um, that's a podcaster right now. That's, you know, that's fairly well known as a podcaster. It doesn't have to be a big name person or anything like that, but you can use one of them too. Um, And, and students, you can use um, like your professor or something like that, that can, you know, that can vouch for you or that kind of thing to join the organization. So, um, it can be an Academy member as well, or another podcasting professional, that, that kind of stuff. So, um, or just somebody that's doing a podcast. So, and hopefully that encourages all those people to want to join too. So, um, so they become a part of it. And if you're, you know, uh, in front of the mic, right, you're doing a podcast, uh, right now, all you really have to do is, you know, submit some credits about what you've done, right? A link to your show um, and, and that type of stuff. And you do have to have a certain amount of time involved in doing a podcast, but it's pretty minimal. Most podcasters that have been doing it for a while, you know, it's like a three episodes and that for the last two years or something like that, that's a pretty minimal type of thing. Um, and then if you're, th- We're we're also going to be working with like a PodChaser type platform too, and so hopefully over time, this whole process will be really streamlined as PodChaser becomes a little bit more popular and people get into that platform. Uh, It'll be a lot easier for people to just check, you know, things like that. So, um, and then uh, if you're not in front of the mic, which you know more and more so is the case, um, there's people that are not talent on mic and not doing you know, a podcasting and doing everything—the production, the distribution, the marketing, all that stuff. Let's say you're a you're a consultant, or you're um, you're doing PR, or you're doing um, marketing, or you're a software engineer working for one of the one of the podcasting companies or something like that. Um, that there's a little bit more involved in in you know uh, you know you just need to like provide a link to your LinkedIn profile or. Or a a listing on the the company's website or something like that, and I think you can kind of see what the what the goal of this is, and also um, the podcast journalists out there, ones that are um, covering the industries. So we have a separate kind of process for you know folks like James Cridlin or or even more and more you know a uh, Nick Quad, those kind of folks could join the organization as well. So uh, so that's. That's kind of the, the, the change. So no more letters as of, you know, right now, exactly on the, on the website. So this whole discussion about letters can kind of just fall off of the radar now.
0: Speaking of Nick Qua, hold that thought. Yes. We can come back to him in a little bit.
1: <laughs> um, yeah.
0: So for folks that like work for my company, would they be behind the mic FTEs and permalancers? Is that what they would put as a selection?
1: Yeah, I mean, if there's a listing on your website or something like that that shows all your staff, that that kind of thing, or if they have a LinkedIn profile that yeah, okay. lists uh, they work for Blueberry or something, right, like right, right, right. Okay. Right.
0: All right, cool. Well, yeah. So, because I thought for a second there the first day when my inbox exploded, I thought, well, <laughs> um,
1: this isn't going to go so. I- well. I'm thinking to
0: myself, <laughs> I can cheat and just do a form letter, you know, right. and then that's right. that's no value to you.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, that's I mean, it's, it'd be easy to automate this <laughs> stuff, but that kind right. of defeats the purpose, right? It? Yeah. So
0: I'm glad you guys switched things up because now I can just reply all to all those people and say, "Go right. here," and just they've changed it, and you know, you can still put me as a reference. Rob knows me, and we'll be good. So we'll put Rob. <laughs>
1: right. Exactly. You just put me down. So it said Todd. You know, and then...
0: Todd told me to put Rob.
1: <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> or, the staff is, you know. The staff at the Academy is going to be diligent and kind of going through those, those references and kind of, kind of sending emails out to those references with a Mm. list of people that use their name and things like that. So it's, it's going to be a pretty seamless process for everybody involved.
0: It's easier. So the initial land rush here is people rush to get in for 50 bucks before the membership goes up on October 1st to 100 or $75
1: for students. Right.
0: So. Anyway, uh, good anyway, so that's, how's the response been
1: it's been good It's been good. people are excited about it i'm I'm hearing from um, podcasters all over the world i mean there's there's folks that are reaching out from Australia and europe and that are you know they're they're wanting to set up like chapters or what you know all, all sorts of stuff so it's it's exciting to see the industry um, move forward and and i'm I'm really trying to encourage um, moves within the organization to bring the industry together as much as I can, you know, um, to, to to keep in mind the, the past as well as the future of the medium. And I think that's, that's really important as we think about, you know, building an organization here that is helpful to the industry, but also, you know, remembers its founding and remembers, uh, the, the values that are important to podcasters. And I think that's, that's what I'm trying to drive home as the, as the chairman of the organization. And, and I think it will really bring bring people together, and ho- hopefully we can take on some other bigger things that the industry needs to take on as well. And it's just a matter of bringing people together. And because I mean, I'm getting people reaching out to me on all sorts, you know, all sorts of topics and things that um, are are important to, to them. That maybe we need to come together on whether it be on the technology side, um, on the the advertising side. You know, I mean, it's great what the IEB has done. Um, to bring together the metric side but I think that there's some other areas in the industry that uh, it would be great if we we as an industry had a voice in I know this is what we had talked a little bit about with the RSS coalition uh, was how we bring the industry together and and be more proactive instead of being um, being something that's driven by you know like one big company or something like that that makes changes that everybody has to follow let's right let's come together and input um, some creative ideas that maybe can help the broader industry, not just one company. It's
0: interesting because I had a discussion with a company um, who will remain nameless and they were asking about some things. I said, listen, uh, you're big enough that you can push your own namespace. If you want, you could, you you could put out two or three things that you want and you're big enough that people will, will react to that. I said, "Uh, I can go ahead and, you know, talk all day long and people won't implement it. But if you want these namespaces, you're going to have to implement. So it's things like that, that, you know, certain companies may need for their own particular platform needs. So, yeah. And and that's, it's that type of stuff. But even, you know, even with the backing of all the folks that we've tried to organize on the, the RSS coalition, you know, trying to get something out and have some standing behind that is very, very challenging.
1: Oh, it is hard, and there's nothing um, that I have kind of implied here to think that any of this is going to be easy. Right, it's, right. It's it it just needs to be a a venue or in a forum to even to try. Right. Um. And 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 I haven't even talked about the, the the whole awards thing too. And there there's a lot of thinking going on around that right now too of trying to bring the industry together and. And have um, have an awards that that is impactful, but yet I- embraces the the whole industry. So that's the that's the effort that I'm trying to put in on this thing to to make it good for everybody. And that's and the, so we are working on a new name for the 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 awards um, or the actual award itself. So it's going to be very similar to the model of the of the the Academy Awards, that kind of thing, but um, it's going to be, hopefully it'll embrace the, the history of the medium when we do that. So I can't really say what it is yet because it hasn't been approved yet, sure, but sure. it's, uh, I think everybody will like it. Hopefully if it, if it gets approved by the board. So
0: by the domains, please. So yes, by, yes. by, by the way, uh, speaking of awards, the podcast awards oh. nominations open on Wednesday. Right. So, uh, we're ready to go. And uh, we've had a good initial, we have people that are register like the first week of when the nominations open. But so far, we've got a really good, really good stack of shows that have uh, applied. And if you haven't applied for the podcast awards yet, go to podcastwords.com. It's $25 to register. Every dime that goes into the podcast awards either goes back into for the actual award prizes and or maintaining a site and or improving it. And we've got a um, improvement plan for 2021. So, right. um, you, you know,
1: so for Todd, a, when are you actually giving those awards out?
0: On this, International uh, Podcast Day is the day.
1: Oh, in, in September. Okay. Yeah.
0: So that's, that's right. the actual awarding of them. the The timeline is kind of uh, interesting. It's uh, July one to July thirty first is the nomination period. Slate announcement is on August 8th slate voting is August 9th to September 13th. And then the award ceremony is held in conjunction with international podcast day on the, at the end of the, uh, at the end of the month in September. So from there, then I can decide what we're going to do for 2021, but, yep. uh, you know, that's the timeline this year. And so we'll see what happens, but yeah. And if anybody has any questions, the rules are on the website, just, this is called a hamburger up here in the top right-hand corner. Just click on the hamburger. People miss it. And um, it's got all the stuff about funding, sponsorship, all that stuff. So if you want to help out, contribute graphics or anything like that, we're we're always looking for volunteers to
2: help us with stuff.
0: So anyway, that's going on. And so let's see. I got two things. I got a Spotify thing and I got a Nick Qua thing. Should we, should we talk about Nick Qua?
1: Well, maybe we should also talk about uh, what what Pandora and SiriusXM did, too.
0: Did we not but talk
1: about that already? I don't think. I think we were off during that time frame.
0: Okay, so let's, let's start with Nick. So this is a fun one. We can
2: get this knocked out pretty quick. Right, right. So Nick launches the first ever podcast show about, about podcasts.
1: podcasts. Right. What's the first one that really counts?
2: Yes. The first one. And (laughs) he took
0: quite a beating on social media. I'll bet. Someone actually sent a cease and desist. Wasn't me. A cease and desist to his group for false advertising. And the the guy that ran the first podcast on podcast, I think, sent the cease and desist. (laughs) (laughs) You may know him.
2: Oh, really? <laughs>
0: it may have been a tongue in cheek cease and desist, but, oh okay but, uh, yeah, my understanding is there was a <laughs> just, I think it was a joke. But anyway, right. um,
1: <laughs> please cease and desist. Yeah. Right, please yes.
0: to cease and desist. You're not the first podcast. And Nick did uh, make one mention. Oh, I'll ask them that they were advertising him on, uh, the group that sponsors him on all the shows. They were sponsoring his show as, Saying his show was the first show on podcasting, and you know, here's the bad
2: thing. If and this is just a this is just food for thought. If you are a podcaster and it's your but, show, but,
0: you damn well better know what's going in and around that show and the promotion of it and anything that's being run that is not in your voice, because uh, otherwise, it just makes you look like a knucklehead. And I would use another term, but, you know, I'll, I'll leave it at at that. And he, you know, he, you know, he admitted on social media, I didn't know this was going up. I'll get on that right away. And I'm sure he did. I'm sure he was embarrassed about it. But if you're a podcaster, it's your show, it's your voice, it's your, it's your baby. And so what it tells me is it's, it's not his baby. He's just the voice over there doing the podcast.
2: Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So the bigger thing, and then I want to talk about Spotify for a second, was
0: what do you think about this announcement Spotify made about basically running ads on podcasts in the app where you can click and lock in a promo code? So have you heard what they've done there?
1: Mm -mm, No, I haven't heard about this yet.
0: So it's it's not a verbal ad, at least yet. But it's maybe it's a promo code to Sherry's Berries or Stamp Stock. Displays in the app. Displays in the app, and it's it's run during the show. It's shown as an advertisement, and maybe maybe what it is is the person is maybe talking. I'm assuming the show that they're working with is talking about X vendor, and then you click on the, the the link in the app, and it'll take it to that site with the promo code. Which is nothing new. This is, this is no, no,
1: totally. I've been thinking about that for for years. And the only reason I didn't push for it on all the platforms I've worked on is because nobody's looking at the app when they're listening.
2: Right.
0: (laughs) You know, and and you you know, if you come over to com or on new media show, even let's just come to new media show. And you're on the site,
2: and I'm waiting. What's going on? Um, Okay. Okay this is looking bad upon me. The website's not loading very quickly.
0: Um, they, there's an ad at the top, you know, and you click on it and it just right. locks in a promo code. That's all it does. I click on that and it takes me over there and locks me in a promo code on GoDaddy's website. Man, my stuff is slow today.
1: So, so it, yeah. So it's like a promo code store. Right. Of, uh, right. Storage process. Right. And yeah. That's, like like you were saying, that's not a new idea and it's it, it, it certainly is not a bad idea. It's just you know, it's one of those things that are people really gonna use it is the it's it's always the big question. But it goes
0: back to the point that I'm you can see where this is headed. Right. So the question then really becomes, and this is the thing I want podcasters to start thinking about. At what point are you being treated the same way as as recording art? When does it get to the point where the dimes and the nickels and the dollars are largely going to the platforms and not you? Mm-hmm. And every every little bit that they do to and it, you know, and maybe they're not going to get much traction on that, but every time they running ads against content, that potentially is taking dollars away from you that you'll never get a penny of that relationship with so my concern and and again i i you know i kind of suspected this is they're not going to invest all this money and not recoup cash right you know they they spent overspent on buying anchor you know they overspent in buying a platform for content right. they you know they've 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 spent a they well i don't say they overspent for joe rogan but i bet you they overspent for the kardashians
2: so they've spent a bunch of money <laughs> Yeah. And now they got to get that money back either through the di-
0: di- uh, displacement on having to pay royalties to music artists, number one, yeah. and number two, running advertising on that and r- around your content. So I think they're treading lightly. I think they're just feeling the water out here, but I really, truly in, in all these platforms, Pandora, Spotify, Apple music, Amazon Music, all these platforms pay a certain amount of royalties back to music artists when their stuff pays. Mm-hmm. There's no such, no such thing for podcasters. So even though the artists don't get that much money right. on playbacks,
2: podcasters get nothing. Zero. Right. Zero. Or that's plus, this valuable plus, content.
1: Yeah, plus every hour of a customer of Spotify that's listening to your show is less money they have to pay the music artists. That's right. As well. Right? right? So so in some ways it's a it's a cost savings to sure. Spotify to play podcasting as well as if they can monetize some advertising to it. That's that's a double plus for the platform. So we we have rushed
0: to want to be in all these platforms as podcasters.
2: Yay, I'm over there. I can be heard. Right. And you get nothing. So. Are we the dummies?
1: Well, I think it gets back to Todd. the things we've always said is that the priorities for podcasters is just getting ears right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's always been the number one thing, right, that podcasters want is just to be heard. And, and the, you know, getting in Spotify was exciting for everyone because they thought they were going to get hurt, you know?
0: And if, uh, so if getting hurt is the only goal and podcasters are happy well it's, with,
1: it's the number one goal, I wouldn't say it's the only goal, but it, I think people are willing to give up a lot.
0: Well, they have given up to that They've one, g-
1: one goal, right?
0: They have gave up an incredible amount.
1: Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But they didn't really realize they were doing it because the history of this has been is that the listening platforms have not been monetizing. Right. Right. So there was trust going into this, that those platforms weren't going to take advantage of them based on Apple's history, based on other apps in this space that have been, you know, um, I think Stitcher was the one that really kind of pushed the envelope on this a little Mm -hmm. bit. They were probably, probably the one that did it first. Uh, trying to monetize through, um, advertising that would be inserted between linear playback experiences. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that, that gave them a lot of, uh, you know, heartache and indigestion as shows, um, blasted them pretty, you know, a lot of people, new people in the podcast if you don't realize this, but, um, when, when Stitcher had that, uh, ad program running, A lot of big podcasters were pretty pretty vocal about their mm, opposition to this approach, right? And I guess that gets back to your question of the podcaster, right? Is, are we going to all put up with that going forward in these huge platforms? Stitcher wasn't a huge platform. Apple was still dominating. But when we're talking about Spotify and we're talking about these other bigger platforms, it's going to become a bigger issue. And but are are we as an industry going to stand up against that? And also a second part to this, Todd, is these platforms to invest in infrastructure. They have to get paid somehow too. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, this was the big challenge that I had when I was working on Zoom at Microsoft. Is how do I justify the executive team that funds all this um, to keep investing in podcasting? I couldn't convince them because they didn't really want to get in the ad business. Well, so,
0: it goes back to and you know, I'm starting to seriously. You know, I'm. You know, here I am on the on the idea of distribution, where and where we heard is number one with you. I want to be heard, but I'm also getting to the point
2: very rapidly individually. Is do I deserve compensation right. for them to have my content on their
0: platform now? Music artists, yeah. because they have ASCAP, BMI, and all that, they've had that protection for years.
1: At least they're getting something, right? They're getting something. Right. And I think what we're talking about, what, really what we're leading up to here is that the podcasters are being positioned right now to get zero. Get zero. Right. And, zero. and I think that that's, that's the real concern here. And, and maybe, <clears throat> maybe we need some sort of a podcast rights organization. That can, I can help in this area. You know,
0: even, right. even if we, we get on equal par, let's say with music, right. Which isn't a lot you, know, you have to have millions of plays to really get any type of, you know, decent check. But right. what, but what if it's $14 or 10, what if it's $5 from Pandora and what if it's 10 from Spotify and what if it's, you know, depending on where it is and they still get there. I their,
1: think most podcasters would take it. I
0: right. absolutely, I think they would too. So I think we have to, you know, we have to start as the, as the medium matures and as we see more players come to space and add podcasting, they absolutely understand that there's incredible value in this content. They wouldn't be doing this otherwise. There's incredible value because people are clamoring for it. Unless you're a certain VC and we'll talk, I can talk about that too. Um, I I think we really have to start thinking about this a little bit more. We, you know, up to this point, it's been, yay. Yay. I'm on Pandora. Yay. I'm on Spotify. Yay. I'm on iHeartRadio. Yay. I'm over here. And what those are, those are big conglomerate, multi-million, billion-dollar corporations that are getting a whole library of fantastic content for a Thank you. Pat us on the head. Thank you.
2: Right.
0: Thank, thank you for your content. Right. Collectively, let's say I get 25 listens on iHeart. Well, you do too. And so does everybody else. And collectively, that millions of listens on iHeart that they're getting for free, they're right. going to, and it sounds like they're going to monetize around it, that they're going to make money off of our content. Now obviously, we can still monetize within our shows. And we should be doing that, but not all shows can monetize. And so it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Right. You know, at what point will Spotify say, well, thank you for being on our platform, but you can't run ad. This is what YouTube did.
1: Well, and, and I think we're starting to see the beginnings of that. And some of the companies have wanted to do this, but have um, resisted because there was so much friction. To doing that right and also the i mean if you look at an individual show how much listening is actually happening on one listening platform for for an individual show is it worth it to convert into a a revenue share relationship with with a show and you know i think joe rogan is an example of one that you know it does make sense Right. right to to have exclusive and get into a revenue sharing situation Um, in in his case, it's more of a, of a payment guarantee, but I can, on a, on a licensing deal, but most podcasters aren't going to be in that type of situation.
0: But Rob, I can listen to ACDC on Apple music, right? Amazon music. I can listen to almost any music platform. I can listen to my favorite artists, even though I've got the CDs, even though I've ripped that content, for myself my own library i can listen to those artists on those platforms and those artists get paid the songwriter also who else gets paid the person that wrote the music but, I mean, all that stuff is done now as much as but, you, and, you and i don't like ASCAP BMI and all that stuff because they restrict us from playing music
2: i'm at a point now where this is only going to get bigger and the longer we let them
0: So, but the question is how many podcasters would say, okay, you're not going to pay me, I'm pulling my content. I don't think very many will.
1: Well, Todd, I, it it may not even be an advertising question um, for the podcaster in the bigger scheme of things. Uh, for for the simple reason that if you look at ASCAP, BMI, all these licensing organizations, when they license content to those platforms, they're basically giving those platforms um, the okay to run advertising. Right. 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 Against that content. So, you know, the same situation could happen to podcasting too. I do know that some of these platforms want to be able to get ad free versions of the content, Mm -hmm. right. So they can run ads against the show and get into a revenue relationship, revenue share type relationship. But maybe that's not the model that's going to work for the broader space. Maybe the model is licensing and then, um, and then payments based on playback versus, and then those platforms are free to monetize with advertising right around your show. Now, do we want that? I don't know that we do,
2: Well, right? but, I,
1: but I'm I, just it, saying that, that Rob, that's one model that this could convert
0: to. They're going to do that anyway. They're just no, getting know, us, they're getting but, us conditioned. How the
1: podcaster gets paid is based on content licensing, like right, right, Rogan, right. but on a much smaller scale. But, but.
0: here's the deal. It's, they're not going to do those deals. They're not, they don't have to, they're not going to do, because we're all sheep at this point. They're not going to do those deals with small podcasters. They're not the, the small podcaster, small indie podcaster. They're just going to say, Hey, thank you. And thank you for being on our platform. And, and we're giving you some exposure, which maybe that's enough. Maybe that's well, enough for, for that. For
1: some podcasters, that's probably enough.
0: I, I think I think majority of them. But if we if we think about this, I am thinking down the road
1: five years. Right? What does this model look like? I mean, is it going to mirror music, or is it going to mirror something different? Right? Well, mirror what we're doing right now? No, it's
0: not. Right now, it's you. Right now, no one's talking about it except for me and or, and you, and and everyone's going to get jacked.
1: Right and. I mean, if a revenue share type of situation is the model that podcasters want, does that mean that we're in control or have some influence over what the ads are that run against our shows too? Well, and is there going to be um, inside content ads oh, or is yeah. it only going to be pre and post roll? Which right, right. basically post roll is the same in a pre roll right, It's right. the same as a pre roll really in these linear experiences. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it gets back to I think podcasters are going to more likely not go down the music path and go down this advertising path, which the hosting platforms like Blueberry and Libsyn are going to get more and more pulled into ad-free distribution.
0: I'm not, I'm, in, I'm never doing ad-free distribution from a, if a podcast if an indie podcaster, that's up the podcaster. I, I'm, if he, if that podcaster wants to run, if he gets a deal with Spotify. And wants ad free content that goes to Spotify. Great, that's his decision. I'm not ever going to negotiate a blanket deal that guarantees ad free content. I, I can't. That's it, it,
1: well, acidine. No, 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 I agree with you, Todd. It's up to each of the podcasters to make that choice. Right. Right. It's not. It. It's not a host platform decision of whether or not to provide right. an ad free version of a show. Right. But it is going to put pressure on the hosting platforms and. Libsyn is already facing this, um, of putting together a separate RSS feed that would have links to episodes that have had the ads stripped out. Right. Yeah. And especially if you're using dynamic ad insertion, you just turn off the insertion. Right. But if you're doing baked in, that's a whole nother question, yeah. right? Y- yeah. You have to get the actual content creator to create a separate version, version. of the show to distribute to you that doesn't have baked in ads or the other way of doing it is the platform that you're distributing to accepts the baked in ad, right? And then does dynamic around it on their, on each of their platforms. So, so that's it, another model that could work, which is so, a little bit more like radio. So, so think about um, national ads versus local ads, right? Same kind of concept.
0: So, so there, there's five or six models here. I don't care about the models. Right, that's going to shake itself right. out. Right. But I'm, my and, and a lot of people were thinking about this harder. You know, there's a lot of podcasters that are indies that were talking about this before I've gotten now kind of flipped on my head here a little bit in mm-hmm. thinking that we have as, you know, as any podcasters, it is time for us to start thinking it. I'm hoping people, people are going to maybe call me crazy. I think as indie podcasters, it's time for us to start understanding the absolute value of their of our content. So, and I frame this. I'll go back. I'll go back 10 years when I was at NAB. All right. And people were coming up and it was mostly hotels and airlines and other folks were looking for content to put into their OTT over the top television Roku yep. different different channels looking to put content they they were desperate for content right
2: right
0: and i said listen you know i don't have to do a content deal with you i said there's a v- availability of these shows that are being distribution via rss all you got to do is build a platform you can have all the podcast content you want right and a lot of people did that And that's why there's a lot of Roku channels with a bunch of podcasts. That's why all kinds of crazy stuff has podcasts in it now because it's been this open infrastructure. I'm sure there's there's platforms out there that are already running ads around the content that we probably have not even discovered. And maybe as part of this audience, if you discover some content being played on a platform that's being advertised around, let us know so we can start keeping track of this. But mm-hmm. so 10 years ago, they were desperate for content. So now the place changed a little bit. Spotify, you know, made this big hype, got everyone on there, you know, everyone was excited, chomping at the bit. It mm-hmm. did a little bait and switch by buying a podcasting company. There's all kinds of stuff that happened there. And as we watch the incremental things they're introducing, it's very clear what they're marching to. This is, should not come as a surprise to podcasters. So again, maybe we are at a point where podcasters need to start thinking about the value of their content. And even if you're not getting paid, not if you don't even have an advertiser in your show, is the exposure on Spotify enough value for you and your audience to allow them to run advertising around your content? Are you okay with that?
1: And well Todd, there's an element too. Uh, more and more companies are making branded podcasts, right? That are their shows around a you know, a company brand. Um you know, let's give an example, Trader Joe's, right? Yep. They're they're doing the podcast that kind of it doesn't it's not an overt commercial, but it's more of a, a branding commercial for their brand, right? It's it's been about you know, using their products and the culture behind Trader Joe's and, and their philosophy around, um, um, their products. Right. And, and so is it okay for Trader Joe's to be on these platforms and have, you know, no control over the kind of ads that run around their shows too. So, right. You know, there is another element of this that, um, it's you know, and this is a very complicated subject and, and I, I just wonder how much say we're going to have as an industry in what happens here. Um, and is it going to be fair? And I the, think that's, yeah. that's the big question.
0: The, the only way you can vote. If we get to a point where we are going to have a discussion about this, the only way, the only vote the podcaster have, and what is going to be the most effective vote is pulling the show. Re, re, removing distribution from platform. If, well, you know, that's,
1: there's a history of that, Todd, as a way of doing that.
0: So if, if, if 25,000 shows all of a sudden get upset and negotiation isn't going right, and they say, okay, fine, pull
2: me off Spotify or whatever platform, that, yeah. that would probably get their attention a little bit.
0: Because right. all of a sudden, now you're removing those listener hours and people are going to listen to music and then your financial investment is good. So we do have power in because we have control of distribution of our shows and we can say no, we we don't want to be on there anymore. Um, right. now that's not the case I think on some hosting platforms. They they've relicensed it already and you have no choice on where it gets distributed to. But
1: yeah, and <laughs> We have not even talked about that aspect of things here, have we? No. Is, is the hosting platform is taking control of the distribution of right. your show.
0: Right. They, they, right. And they've actually, in their terms of service, they've said, we can do with your content as we please. Right. So at least one of them. And of course, which, who's, the, which is owned yeah, by which, anchor,
1: which, <laughs> which, which is owned by, by, by a whole different, the, right, right. Uh, s- scenario around control that. You know that we haven't really. I mean, I'm I'm not sure that the industry has really fully understood the implications as you look to the future of that type of situation. Least of all the the lack of access to those individual platforms, kind of data sets that they have about your listening. Um, if those platforms had APIs that went back to the hosting platform um That could be added to the metric pages. Then maybe you know it wouldn't be such a bad thing. But right. I I still think that the podcaster needs to have the ability and at least to control where their show is distributed. Right.
0: Well, not only that, but the ability to have it taken
1: down. Right. To say right, right, you right, know, right. Go in and check a box. I'm not on such and such platform anymore. Right.
0: So I I just you know this is. Me kind of thinking here of you know I it really it's and it's been on the back of my mind um largely because i I start to thinking I start thinking about my own content and the brand that I've built and the mm-hmm. what I've done, and then i i would I would absolutely be flipping out if they ran like a Bluehost ad against my show or something like that.
1: Right. Right. Especially if you have a baked in. Yeah. If I have uh, a baked in sponsorship. Right.
0: Or, and you know, so and that very well could happen because I've had major companies like Bluehost or Dreamweaver or, you know, major companies come to me and say, Hey, we want to advertise on your show. And I'm like, well, you can't because it's a competing product. You know, I said, make me a deal. I said, write me a ten-year contract, and here's the number. You, it has to be on it, and uh, and we'll have a transition period. But you know, that's I've always right. throw a number out there that makes them gasp. So, you know, just because if you want it, you're going to have to pay for it, and I'm not breaking a fifteen-year relationship unless there's lots of zeros,
1: guaranteed. Right. <laughs> right. Well. And- and the only way to get to that point of you being able to say to let's say some listening platform, don't run these type of ads against my show, is there has to be a relationship. There. That's right. There has to be some sort of a data exchange. But, but maybe, but
0: maybe they said, well, we want a cut of it too. We want a cut of your ad revenue.
1: Your, your GoDaddy revenue.
0: Right, right. or you're going to give so us a piece of all that. All
1: of the listens that happen on our platform.
0: Right, you're going to get. It's going to be because technically we're we're streaming on YouTube live, I'm doing YouTube live and I run my shh, I run my goDaddy ads in my YouTube content, and technically they could pull the plug on me tomorrow
1: right but you've you've baked it in via like a host
0: I, read i baked it in like a host read, but technically in you on youtube Cube's live terms, right shh, not supposed to do that. Well, Somebody's gonna <laughs> bobby off YouTube next week. Um, so it it is, and because I didn't hardly get anything on YouTube, so you know, it's not like YouTube is a major. It's fun to have it up on there live, but so I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I think it's something everyone really, really has to start thinking about here. And I, I'm sure there are probably a few people listening to this show Shane "Shut the hell up! You know, don't well, talk about this."
1: I mean, Todd, if you back and look at the big picture, we're probably 12 to 16 months away from having ubiquity in podcast distribution.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And there's some big platforms that are coming that, uh, there'll be nobody,
0: there's, there's gonna be none left.
1: Right. Right. Because all of them will have added podcasts. Right. Right. And all, I mean, I'm talking about on global scale, right? Not, not just in the U.S. I mean, I think we're, we're pretty much at saturation point right mm-hmm. now, just in the U S. Um, but they're on a global scale. It's going to be saturation within 16 months. That's right. my guess. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: everybody that can and should will. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. And, and for, for a lot of, I mean, if you think about all, all the streaming music platforms on, on the globe are going to have podcasts. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, once that happens, uh, and then a few others um, that are not music streaming platforms that are going to be doing it as well um, once they launch then we're we're at a point where we have to start thinking about other things yeah right yeah and and I think um, to keep distribution growing, um, people are going to start thinking outside of the box and um, I think that there's two directions that that's going to go um, well I think One of them, and I'm starting to see some clues of this, is podcasts being included in um, apps, more what I call kind of vertical apps, which would be um, vertical topic apps. Um, You've seen a little bit of this in the past, but I think we're going to start seeing podcasts get integrated in with other forms of content more and more. Well, you're going to
0: see, what you're going to see is a news story, right? and then they will have cherry pick a podcast episode to supplement a news story. And guess what? You're not getting paid for that. They're using your content to supplement their news feed.
1: Right. Or yeah. Or it's just going to be included in a, in a, in a, a written content app or a video content app around a certain genre of topic. Right. Um, so, you know, I think you've seen a little bit of this in the sports genre, uh, all already. Um, but, but I think it's going to even, I mean, I'm seeing some clues of this that have been popping up for a while now. Um, nobody's really done a terrific job of it yet, but um, people are kicking the tires on this concept. And I think that's the next big step uh, is going to be grouping based on topics. And I think as these companies pull genres or, or pull uh, transcripts, they're gonna be much, it's going to be much easier for them to get into the context of the content. And map those to other topic verticals. And, and so that may be where you think, where you see things moving forward in the future. So it
0: really does, though, go back to making sure that in your podcast and all the content you create that you're doing station identification. Right. And yeah. you, you do that. It may on, come back
1: to that, Todd. I agree. It, yeah.
0: and, and not only, see, I do. Any, okay, so, so what the hell is he meaning? Station identification. It's a radio thing.
1: You're listening oh, to
0: Hit 100 over WQLI w- Q- and da-da-da-da, and they do that four or five times an hour.
1: Well, and it may be, Todd, that that, that needs to be done at any kind of segment transitions, uh, mm-hmm. right, up top. Um, and it, it may be, I mean, I don't think we're there yet, but I think it's coming where um, that may be needed.
0: Right, and basically, what you're doing is you're protecting your brand. Right, you're protecting where this content came from. You're protecting because when this they start pulling these segments, they could just they can use six. You will never know that they've used sixty seconds of your content. There'll be no link back to your website. Attribution will likely not exist. Maybe if you're lucky.
1: I mean one example of this that happened in the past was done by National Public Radio. I don't know if you remember this, Todd, but they, they used to create podcast feeds that basically those episodes were basically compilations of um, segments that were done in their news broadcasts that were grouped by by genre, by topic, right? So they would create like a, a podcast that was about climate change, right? And they would basically map all of the news stories into one episode uh once a week uh about all of the climate change news stories Hmm. that they did on national public radio and that was its own separate podcast right um so you could see something similar being done at all the platforms that are taking transcriptions right now like uh, spotify google apple all those and potentially i'm not saying that they're going to create podcasts about your podcast but they're they may make it available somehow to be mapped to. content offerings that they have on their platform. Um, but that there is a history of these kinds of things that could happen. And who knows, maybe Spotify is willing to to create their own selection of podcasts um that group um topics based on the content um that's offered in, uh, off of freely available podcasts. And like you say, Todd, the only way that the audience would know that what podcast that segment came from is that identification that you just said
0: and you know maybe people don't care about this
1: and it's well it hasn't happened yet so we're just you know projecting a possible scenario
2: i just i i I, and i guess for me it's a i don't know at 50 you know i'm also looking at this from the, the length of time i've been in the space you
0: know i'm i'm what have i got left creating content 10-15 years you know before I want to right. want to retire right. I, I need to make sure that this remains viable for me for the next right. 10 or 15 years that my earnings opportunity isn't taken away I have to make sure that right. that the brand continues and that it, it, I don't get cut out you know so right.
2: yeah,
1: and, yeah and, and to your point Todd how do we keep the the model that built this medium in in place in the face of all of these uh, big corporate pressure right um, I think that the music industry really wrestled with this right um,
0: well what are artists doing now how are they making most of their money they make most of their money in concerts it's yeah, stuff well, that that's they off can
1: the table now it's but,
0: well right but it's the only thing they can truly control is the the gate you know getting the money from the gate. And Merck, you know, Gate and Merck was how, is how artists, big artists are surviving now. They're definitely not making it from the ASCAP BMI stuff, unless you're a mega artist or unless you own your label, you you know, if you control everything, we are in a position where we, we aren't beholden to a label. We don't have to fight a label right now.
2: We are 1.3 million individual labels. And,
0: that's the only advantage we've got for us that we have the ability of self-determination and we can pull our content if we don't like how we're being treated. Right. So, you know, for a small show, maybe, you know, Hey, you get four or five views on Spotify. It's not a big deal. You get 10 on Pandora, you know, so, this Todd, is, a-
1: uh, this is probably a good lead in to talking about, uh, Pandora and Sirius XM.
0: But by the way, buying,
1: we, um, buying a podcast hosting platform
0: we did talk about that <laughs> believe it or oh, not did? yeah we did i i was i was trying to remember if we did and uh one of our listeners said yeah you guys talked about it in the last show okay good <laughs> good so i haven't heard nothing that's been very very quiet about that acquisition there's been hardly any it's just eh that that coffee cup you've got hold it up meh that's that's what we, that's what we've heard on that on that deal Meh. meh, <laughs> <laughs> meh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's it's a he thought it, it, it's a perfect prop for this show. It is, yeah. and yeah. I I
0: need I need a minion here that has a a, a thumbs up too. See, my minion's got the <laughs> thumbs down. I need a thumbs up thing too. I just turn him upside down, right? You can give the thumbs up that way.
1: Hey, so. It's a new concept. <laughs> you can use emojis on your podcast. Me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So yep. Kyle said, so what is the FCC version for podcasting? Something to look forward to? I, I don't think we the FCC has anything to do with this because FCC doesn't have nothing to do with really music rights or anything like that. So, right, right. you know, the FCC doesn't regulate because we're digital. So there is no regulation of podcasting. What we're really talking about here is the rights of your content and the your value of your content and the value of, you know, someone running... Someone making money off your show without you and getting a, and without you getting a dime,
1: you know, right? right. You it's know? the control of your show and your ability <laughs> to right. make revenue from it. I I I think is really at stake here.
0: And 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 a lot of people, the number one thing is just exposure. That's all they want. That's good. They're going to be happy with that for yeah. the lifetime. But yeah. your show starts growing. The the perspective changes. It's kind of funny how that works.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know. You, well, I mean. I mean, I mean, it's almost like you know you put in all this time and effort and energy and stuff, and it you know sometimes it's time to get rewarded right right for all your
2: work yeah
0: well right. you know if you if you're if your show's running you know eight nine hundred thousand two thousand listeners per episode, and all of a sudden it starts going up and you're at ten fifteen twenty or twenty five thousand listeners per episode or downloads per episode, then all of a sudden, your perspective changes because. Those are numbers that you can make real money on. And if you are, if someone says, oh, I love that guy's content, some, some executive at some platform, normally in a music business, you, they would license your content and you would get paid to have that content distributed. What we've done is said, here it is. It's free. Let me throw you a thousand dollar bill. Here you go. It's free. It's free to be on your platform. You've, you've just gained 800 new uh, paying subscribers and you're running advertising around me. Thank you so very much for, and I, so again, you don't see the radio guys. You don't see the, the, and I know people hate these conservative talk shows. A lot of people do. You have the Rush Limbaugh's, the Hannity's, the Laura Ingram's, the, the big talkers on radio. Mm -hmm. they get paid for distribution. Right. Now those stations get to run ads in between there and they get to run their own ads in their content too, but they don't you, like when you were doing syndication, Rob, you weren't big enough. You had to pay for syndication yeah, on radio, but these big guys, they don't pay for syndication. They get paid for syndication. They get paid for having their show right. on 700 stations nationwide.
1: Well, they get a, it's this whole thing around local station advertising and national ads. Right. Right. So right. that was the, that's the balance in radio that makes the, the, the whole world work. Um, and, and in some ways I think maybe that's not a bad model for podcasts,
0: but it's not uh, what we have today.
1: No, it is. Oh no, 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 it's not. And, and I think, you know, it may be time for us to think about that a little bit more.
0: Instead of um, nationwide having twenty-five big talk shows, we literally have thousands of big talk shows. Right. And or and, dramas
1: and, or true crime or whatever. Right, it is, right, right. So when I
0: talk big talk, big podcast shows. It's you right. know right. Right. So and it's and each of them have segmented audiences and different value and so. I want to have people be able to listen to my show wherever. But I'm also, again, I'm thinking now: okay, where does this go in the next 15 years? Because we're already seeing advertisers. Well, I can't, mod- I can't, I can't monetize those 800 shows in this category. It's too hard for me to do that. Let me just go by iHeart, Spotify, Pandora. I'll advertise around those 800 shows. I've got it we're dealing with one person they make the money and guess what we get zero zero
1: yeah i mean it clearly the infrastructure is being built for that right now absolutely it's called called programmatic ad buying and it's been around um online radio ad buying for years so i think it's and it's you know you're seeing it all already on the speaker platform right now um You know, I, I worked on that platform for, for years and it's, you know, that is kind of the model, right? Um, there's ads that are being bought through programmatic ad buying that are dynamically being inserted into podcasts. So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there is something to that. Um, um, but I also think that there's going to be, that technology is going to be used by these big platforms to insert ads into podcasts. Um, and that's. You know, you can see how that might work. Um, but I also wonder, you know, one thing that they can't control unless there's some sort of a contract relationship is the is the baked inside. Right. So, you know, because baked in is part of the content. Yeah. Now, granted, they can contract with a uh, as a requirement for admission into their catalog that your content can't have baked in ads just like uh, what YouTube has done, right? Yeah. Uh, to some degree. Um, they have not typically done that yet, but that could be, you know, I, I know that some of these platforms are, have been kicking the tires on that idea for a while yeah, now.
0: absolutely. So yep. the question is, do we, are we just going to be sheep uh, and roll and over take it? and take it? Or are we going to start talking about the rights of our content? Now, They're going to say, oh, you wanted to have your content over here. So now you want to get paid. They're going to, you know, they're going to push back. They're going to say, oh, it's incredulous that you wanted to be on our platform. And now you want to get paid.
1: Well, and there's another element to this too, Todd, that even if they do say, yeah, um, we'll pay you something. It's how much they're going to pay. Right, right. And and the history, what I've seen anyway, (laughs) is it's pretty it's it's Pretty. a disfavorable disfavorable relationship. Yeah,
0: like uh, you know, pennies on the listen. If it's even it's a like penny, a
1: twenty eighty kind kind of thing, right, right. And yeah. that's that's not what the history of the medium has been. I mean on the on the baked in ad read side, it's usually been you know seventy to the content creator and thirty to the the ad seller. Yeah, I, um, I have these type of relationships that it, it flips it it flips it to the other way.
0: I've had, right. uh, deals where I got, uh, because I was responsible for paying the, the, um, the media buyer, I ended up with 15% media buyer got 15% and the, and the podcaster got 70, you know, and, uh, those through those buyers commissions, I've ate that 15% to keep the commission right. at 70, 30 and right. at 15%, sometimes it's not worth doing the deal not worth doing the work but more work well, and more aggravation and and heartburn and blood pressure then you know the 30 percent was worth the blood pressure the 15 percent was not
1: right and in some ways those type of deals um that could be offered by these platforms is not going to be something that any podcaster is going to want to sign up for
0: because so, the cpm is going to be seven maybe yeah. seven seven dollar cpm because it's, it's
1: a 30% split to the content right, creator or right. something like that. Yeah. There's not much money to be had.
0: Yeah. So the podcaster would normally say, no, you know, it's not worth it. My time. Right. But, but what happens The the other alternative is they're just going to run ads and they're going to keep hundred percent of it anyway. So I think well, we like ha-
1: Stitcher did many years ago right. that they got in trouble for. Right. So
0: I think we're going to have to start thinking seriously about this as content creators, as indies, the big boys are going to make their own deals. Just remember this. The people are getting 50,000, 60,000, 100,000 downloads per episode. They're already right. thinking about this and they are potentially saying, listen, you know, you want my content over there let, let's make right. a, let's make a deal. And the rest yeah. of us are just kind of, we're, we're picking up crumbs with, well, actually there's no crumbs. We're just getting dirt thrown on our face.
1: Well, I mean, and if you, you know, this stuff happens rather quietly, um, some of the big content, podcasting content networks, um, didn't early on get into platforms like Spotify. I mean, I think it was just in the last couple of months that we've heard about a couple of the big networks, you know, like a podcast one or some, you know, some of these platforms, uh, finally getting a deal done to get included. Yes. I mean. I mean, Norman, a, a one one uh, you know, wanted to pull his content out of Apple,
0: a deal because they understand right. the value of the content and understand the value of the bodies that they bring to that platform by bringing that right. content there. We've really, you know, maybe we've really missed the boat here. We, we've done this the wrong way, you know, but again, it's the excitement.
1: Well, I'm not sure that the industry was sophisticated enough to, to think like this. Uh, I, I. I think it was this altruistic kind of thought process that everybody was going to play fair. and and um, I'm I'm not sure that the the broader industry really had the infrastructure to to really take this project on.
0: And and again, I want to reemphasize: look how horrible music artists have been taken have been treated. They've been treated horribly. People have gotten ripped off. They've had contract. I mean, not it's sometimes to the fault their own fault you don't hear a lot of great stories in the music business about artists getting working with someone and having a deal that was really truly in their favor. It's the fat cats, the big businesses that make all the money and yeah, yeah, maybe they couldn't have got where they got without their help. They had to have that breakthrough. They had to have that, you know, that record label signed them. So, And it really goes back to stuff I've said for years. If you're going to, let's say you're going to sign up for a network. Right. And you're going to commit to be part of that network. You better read that doggone contract that you're going to get and make sure that the value you're putting into it is, is there's a value coming back monetarily.
1: Right. Well, and recently there's been some examples of that. I mean, the content creators working with big networks, signing contracts and deals right and then they they become popular and blow up and they want to renege on the deal right so what is the what is the right path here i you know it's it's going to be a challenge and i think uh, the podcast hosting platforms like ours i think are ground zero for this battle <clears throat> and i think we're going to be put in a position where the content creator is going to look to us to help them in this area and i you know, it's going to be a tough position for us to be
2: in. Yeah. More uh, I, and more. I, I, because up to this point, we've just said, oh, thank you for letting me be on this platform. Yeah. Right, right, right.
0: It's, and it's, that's, that's exactly it. We have, we have been, and we, we, we don't,
2: uh, how should I say it? It's like a kid that that gets a lollipop. Right. Oh, thank you, Daddy, for giving me a lollipop.
0: Right. Until the lollipop's gone, and then you've got the the rest of the bag of the lollipops, and
2: you keep them. I just, you know, so, you know, my mood, Rob, you can see what my mood is right now. I won't. I'm not angry yet.
1: No, but I, th- I agree with you. I think we just need to be thinking about this stuff because it, it, it's it's still early. It, it's not like the the entirely the ship has sailed on this, right? Um, but it's getting close.
0: So, but the problem is, is you and I are talking about this. Who else? Very few people are talking about any of this.
1: Well, I think it's. To some degree, it's being talked about um, with the big companies in in board meetings, and and the larger companies have been strategizing about how to. I mean, look at the moves Spotify is making. Look at the move that Pandora just made. Yeah, you know that's that's vertical integration is what's going on right now, and and you start thinking about distribution slash um, content slash you know listening. You know, you start consolidating those. I think at some point we're going to have the, the, the other big friction point is going to be well is is Apple going to take podcasts that are created on um on Simplecast that's owned by Pandora, you know? I mean, at some point that's going to become an issue too, which means that podcasts will be available on individual platforms but not across the whole industry. And what's going to happen to the the smaller listening apps um once, I mean, if you really think about what's happening um, all the big media tech companies are getting into podcasting. The one exception is, or I mean, the two exceptions would be Oracle and Microsoft. Um, but just about everybody else is getting involved, you know?
0: So I, I, when, when VCs start talking about stuff, and let me, let's see if I can find this. This was re, I, I, uh, James Cridlin, I think was the one that I found. I saw his reply to somebody. Let's see if I can find my,
2: let me go to my profile tweets and replies and um, okay so let let me give you some preface when I opened Blueberry we went to Silicon Valley and
0: looked for money and uh, the number one reason we didn't get money is they said we were too old and that we would not survive, the company would not survive and thrive unless I moved the entire team to Silicon Valley. That's the two reasons I didn't get cash. They were re- They were willing to write big checks. If I stepped down as CEO and put someone younger in, right. and we moved the team to, to Silicon Valley, every podcast company that took money in the early days went to Silicon Valley and imploded. They're gone. Right. The money right. got burned; it's gone now. VCs have changed a little bit mm-hmm. in the way they do this, but this is you know 15 years ago.
1: They're they're a little smarter now, mm-hmm. quite honest with you. So, yeah,
2: Jake Chapman, who owns the at VC Twitter title, mm-hmm.
0: he said, "This is what he says." Now, when a VC says something like
2: this. I get suspicious on Tula. Here's what he said. Audio is a crappy flat platform.
0: There I said it. You can't multitask even at two times speed, your content consumption is slow. for obvious reasons, live audio can't be sped up. you can't easily skim. you can't check in and out of, out as life demands. Audio as first and
2: only is a fad. Now, this is what this guy said so
0: a lot of big deals have been done recently in
2: podcasting. Lots of money's running around right now mm-hmm. with lots of zero. And the VCs,
0: which I talk to two, three, four times a month when they call me and want to talk to me. Right. Are desperate to get a piece of this space right now. They want to get a piece of the space. So when this.
1: But they want to bargain.
2: Yes. But when this individual makes a comment like that, is it because
0: he truly believes audio is a crappy platform or is he trying to devalue
2: the space to find a good deal?
1: Right. It's, It's all about finding bargain basement opportunities, right?
0: You would be shocked the type of deals that I've been offered. I told a company one time, I said,
2: I don't need your money. Right. I uh, you out. called me. <laughs> I didn't call you. I don't need your money.
0: Right. Right. Your yeah. money would be great, but I don't need it at those terms. Right. You know, you, th- you think I'm stupid. You know, it's just, you know, and as soon as they hear you've got an M&A attorney, then they, go, oh, my God, you've got an M&A attorney. Yeah, I'm not stupid. Right. So. Anyway, so I, my response was LOL. People have been saying this for 16 years. Guess what? The podcast space exploding. I'll tell you what I told VCs in 2004. Your vision is clouded by not being able to see the value of the content. Never took VC. Glad we didn't. That was my response to him.
2: Right. And a lot of other people waited. He had 65 comments on his, on his post. So when people are making comments like this to me, it really, it's like,
0: Hmm, I always try to like take people at face value, but when they lay stuff out and some of the stuff is not true, you can multitask while you're listening to podcasts. Oh yeah. You can listen at two speed. It's because he lives in a well, Twitter. Live, hu-
1: live is not podcast. No. Anyway, so.
0: And for obvious <laughs> reasons, live audio can't be sped up. No. Sh- duh. Yeah, duh, yeah, <laughs> It's. Come on. You can't easily yeah. skim. Can you easily skim YouTube videos? No.
2: Right.
0: You can check in and check out. Guess what? The content's going to be there. You hit stop. You yeah, go away for two it, weeks. It, and come it back. It, it start again. I do that every day. Right. So when someone is, and this guy has, let me look how many people he has following him. He's got uh, 13,000 followers and he works for alphabridge.vc.
2: And um, he pinned this tweet. No, I guess he didn't. He didn't pin it. So I- I'm just, maybe I'm a little grumpy. I'm just, I, I, I want to make sure that we,
0: we as an indie podcast community need, and I'm going to say it just in as frank language as I can. And I don't do this very often. We need to
2: wake the fuck up. Mm-hmm. yeah well that makes sense
1: so find our value find so, our value find our christine our says place.
0: what? christine right. says what's the option not be heard no we've got plenty of options you own your show on your site with your rss feed they can listen to your content and get your content just as easily on your platform subscribe through a podcast app And you can be heard. Do you need Spotify to be heard? No. Do you need Pandora to be heard? No. Does it add some extra listeners? Sure.
1: But if you're not. I mean, it starts to raise the question, though, is is Apple's open API something good for the industry?
0: Well, I've talked to someone recently and he's having a hard time getting access to that quote unquote open API.
1: But there's two ways of looking at that open API, right?
0: That that open API could devastate. It could right. devastate twenty apps, right? And by the way, if they do that, Blueberry's got an API. We can get you back in business.
1: And I hate to say, it, but Apple has every motivation in the world to kill it.
0: And and don't call me when they close it, because it's going to be a lot cheaper for you to get connected to my API when they're still open than it is when they close it.
1: Right. <laughs> Todd,
0: I'm just telling you.
1: Todd, Todd, Todd the consummate <laughs> businessman there. There you go. <laughs> Make a deal now. <laughs> well, I am uh seen s- uh, some of these. Third party, the smaller third party app, um, really start thinking about that.
0: Yeah, and some of them have, and it's good, smart on them. Maybe they right. listen to this show and realize that they're beholden and should not be so beholden to Apple. We love you, but you know, <laughs> you shut the API off. And I had a guy. I mean, I won't say who, but working on something says I can't get access to the Apple API. I've been told like
2: it, I can't get it. So I was like, whoa. Maybe
1: there, maybe Apple said, you know, no more growth of that. So, you know, it, you know, if Apple were to turn it off, there is a motivation there. there it, they maybe can get those listeners on their platform.
0: So Kyle says, could you build a podcast host or platform like Blueberry now without VC? Absolutely.
1: Well, that happens all the time. We
0: build it without VC. We worked our regular full-time jobs. Everyone had a full-time job. We built it at night. Absolutely, you could build it. Yep. You will have to sacrifice. I worked eighteen to twenty-hour days for two to three years straight.
2: Yep, it's not easy, but you can do it. Yeah, and Simple Cast is an example of of
1: it, right? And look what happened to them.
2: But it goes back to, I'm not,
0: I'm just talking about individual podcasters. You don't need Blueberry Directory. You need your site.
2: And it's yeah. becoming more, and, and, you know, so it, it's just, it just continues. Uh,
0: I, I know, Rob, you don't like, you'd like to hear it all the time, but why do we push people to newmediashow.com? Why do I push people to geeknesscentral.com? It's my content, my show. It's Moonbase Alpha. It's where you go to find the content. Right. I'm beholden. I'm not, I'm not beholden to blueberry. I could, blueberry could, could, we could pull the plug tomorrow. I'm still online. Right. I'd find a new host.
1: <laughs> we don't, I mean, Todd, you and I typically don't push people to, to Apple or Spotify no. to listen to this show.
0: No. So if you do great, but you know we, There's whatever way you want to listen is, is great. But at the same point, the, the we're guilty of this. Hey, we're happy to be on Spotify. We're happy to be on iHeart. We're no different.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. Totally. I mean, I've been all about distribution for my whole career working in this medium because I want to build listeners just like any other podcast because it's, it's connection with community. Right. Yeah. Um, but at some point, uh, this industry gets to a scale where you have to start Get a little more sophisticated in your thinking on this.
0: And if you are. So obviously Rob and I both have agendas. Rob's with Libsyn. I'm with Blueberry. We want you to host with us. We want to come over. We, we want your business. I, absolutely. But at the same point, I tell people is you need to be listening to your host's philosophy. If they're not doing a podcast, if their team is not doing a podcast about podcasting and you don't understand your host philosophy right you're on you, you should be highly concerned about the longevity
2: the building of your show yeah yeah
1: i was just on the the feed uh for lipton just yesterday so yeah i mean i agree with you Todd. i mean podcast hosts that are podcasting definitely uh have an insight that the, the platforms that don't
0: and if you, if you are on a platform and they don't have a podcast, do you know what their agenda is? Do they know? Do you know if they care about you? Do you know if they're thinking about this kind of stuff or are they just taking your
2: money?
1: And do you know the people there and right. do you
2: trust them? Right. That's one of the big reasons
1: that. Todd and I do podcasts
0: and there there's obviously we
1: want to connect with community and build trust.
0: There's obviously there's 25 companies we're all competing with. There's a new one that launched last week. I went on their website. I dug and I dug and I dug and I can't find who they are. Don't know what their agenda is. Are they backed by some big firm? Is it some ghost company that's being backed by another? You just don't know. Right. And, um, so does it matter in the long run? Maybe for most podcasters, it doesn't, but I want to know who I do business with. Right. I want to know the mindset.
1: Right. And do they care about me?
2: Right. And are they just, they just want my money.
1: Right. Are, and are they doing the, the best work they can to be a good citizen in the space too? Whatever that definition of being good is, I mean, I, you know, I think there's a lot of interpretations of that.
2: Yeah. And you may uh, not
0: agree with my, you, you know, you may not agree with my philosophy or Rob's philosophy, you know, and, you, and maybe your right. philosophy and, works and better. And I'm sure st- many don't. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> I've gotten crucified over the years for talking about what is now kind of what we call the blueberry way. And it's there's just a the whole mindset of how we, I right. think podcasters, and again, it's, it's our kind of methodology that we think drives success. And Libsyn has their own methodology that they think drives success. And there's probably a lot of similarities, but there's some stuff that probably separates. And that's fine, you know.
1: Right. No, I think that there are some fundamental uh, consistencies between the philosophy that, that your company has and the philosophy that Lipton has. Because we're, we're one of the, the founding hosts of this medium. Um, so we have that. What do you mean? You
0: are, you were the first hosting company, Rob, (laughs) Yeah, not founding, you were.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. And, and so, I mean, so we understand where this medium has been because I mean, a lot of the team members at at Lipson have been with the medium since this thing started. Right. right. I mean, I, I knew the founders of Lipson personally, um, back in, back in those days. I know Todd, you did too. So it's, you know, that's the roots that we have. Um, and and when we, came,
0: when we came in this space, we came in with a different approach. We were a service. We were basically running advertising. We weren't doing services. Services right. came later.
1: Right. Well, yep. you started out building a content network.
0: Right. Well, not necessarily. It was indie content creators that we represented it for ad deals. Right. I didn't own no content.
1: No, no, no. That's right. Yeah. But you built a network of shows right. and then that worked together. Yeah. Uh, I was one of your. Charter shows. I should have stuck
0: there. That's where all the money's at. That's I should have just stayed with that. Right.
1: <laughs> but we probably wouldn't have survived well, the you transition. Have with it, Todd. yeah, to I a mean, certain extent, I mean, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: I mean, you still have a stable of shows. That's right. Um That you have. So I would, I would consider you, you probably built the first network, right? Besides maybe NPR or whatever. Yeah. Had a had a network of shows when this medium started.
0: Yeah, tech podcast was definitely one of the first. There may have been an Australian. There's some debate there, so I'll say we were. If right. if we weren't first, we were days behind the other one, right? Which is gone.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I think I remember that one.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I can still claim it was first. They're not around to defend themselves, right? <laughs> um. So I, you know, I it's it's part of this bigger discussion. We're almost here at at one thirty, so it's we've made good time, but.
1: Um. Well, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that we didn't cover, but I think that there's, this is such a big topic uh, and so important to the, the longevity of the industry that I think, you know, I think it's good Todd, that we talked about this here um, because I'm not sure it's being thought about, or maybe it has, but not by the indie community uh, about what their, what their value is. Wait, let's go on strike. <laughs> wow! I don't know that that's very practical. Just, but.
2: Pull our content.
1: <laughs> Raise the pirate flag. We're out of here. Maybe, maybe, maybe we could pull together like a like a stop podcasting uh, for for a week or something <laughs> like that yeah, as a um, as a show of force. Right?
0: Yeah, I think don't think my board of directors would sign off on that. <laughs> <laughs> But no, from a you know business is business, but you know I'm gotta understand too it's my perspective is largely you know I say stuff sometimes it piss people off, but it's because i'm it's because I'm thinking about content and'm thinking about being as i'm thinking
2: of coming from perspective, not wearing a business owner hat so well, and now
1: I have a kind of a kind of a unique yeah in the in the, in the, in the association or in the uh in the medium now too we're working with the, on on this academy and it's really I think it's the first time that there's really been i I guess a serious effort put into pulling an organization together outside of what we did with the um this the 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 download uh, you know association we pulled together back in 2008 um that fell apart so I don't think this organization is going to fall apart I think this one's going to last um but it's You know, it's in a new era, in a new time. And can we successfully merge all the players in this space together to work together? Or is there going to be friction? Um, I think the odds of friction are pretty significant. Um, So,
0: So here's the only advice I'm going to give you, Rob. And I've given this advice to anyone that's run an event like the Podcast Movement folks. She podcasts. I've talked to all these event organizers privately, and I've always said one thing i'm going to support you as a business owner, but remember I have an agenda so i right. I don't want to say that it's like i'm going to come in there and have agenda right but i'm going to have an agenda right so everyone is going to have an agenda and it, as long as you understand right. that going in that everyone coming in has an agenda and you can navigate that right then you'll be successful, but don't think that people are going to join the 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 association and not have an agenda. Everyone's going to have an agenda.
1: Right. Well, and it's an agenda is basically a viewpoint, right?
2: Or I want to say, or
1: or the culture or the philosophy or whatever it is. I mean, an agenda is a, is a personal type goal that, that, that drives a person to do what they do. Right.
0: Individual agendas and business agendas are two different things. And right the business agenda will always, you'll always be looking out for your business in an association. You'll always be thinking, okay, is this good for the community? But what does this mean for my business and vice right. versa? Right. So that's where, and believe it, if you could leave the business side, if you could just walk in and, and have that at the pause, when you walked into a, a, a group, groups will operate much better, but it's impossible. It's not, that's
1: well, and, and, and I do believe that that's one of the benefits of this—the um, the Podcast Academy being a members-driven organization, not a corporate-driven organization. Right. Um, how that might play out um, is, is is better um, than having it having corporate membership versus individual membership. Um, hopefully, the, those agendas, corporate agendas, get a little bit more left at the door uh, on the way in. Um and hopefully we you know it it becomes truly about excellence in podcast and and how excellence can drive um, audience and I think um as one of the overriding things that this organ this industry needs is audience right i mean that 's what fuels the engine of everything um at the end of the day right yep. is audience right so if if we can bring attention to content at all levels um uh, then that's going to make a, a win for everyone and and um and that's kind of my my overriding goal of being on the on the board of governors is how do we create a, an environment that fosters um, growth that benefits everyone um sure we can all have different agendas but how can we grow this medium in a positive way? There's going to be bumps in the road. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. Um, there always has been, and there always will be. It's just, how can we positively move it forward? Um, in a, in a way that creates balance in the industry. And, and that's a huge, huge challenge. I think it's
0: it's huge. Yeah, it is. So anyway, we're close to the end here. Uh, if you want to join me at two o'clock, I'm going to, in a matter of fact, there's a conference going on right now um, over Indie PodCon.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I did that conference a couple of weeks ago.
0: So they're doing a monetization conference this week, weekend, or today, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be talking about how I held GoDaddy as a, how I have held GoDaddy as a sponsor for 15 years. Great. And well,
1: uh, definitely go, go check that out. There's a lot to learn about that. Yeah. I so it's.
0: Think. IndiePodCon.com. For virtual. The stuff's going on right now as I, as I type this. Right. And uh, there's sessions going on. By, I believe I start at 2.07 p.m. <laughs> and have 30 minutes or so to, to chit-chat. But,
1: okay. Um, hey, Todd, did you, did you want to make any comments about the uh, top 10 most powerful uh, podcasters uh, survey?
0: Sure. Go ahead and nominate me. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, here's the thing. Full disclosure: that is run by the parent organization that owns that company, which is it's iHeart. iheart. Right. So we will see how this top ten powerful list last year they 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 made their own guy number one,
2: right?
1: Right.
0: So we'll see which, if it's which
1: wasn't exactly probably the smartest move on their part.
0: No. But. So. Um, you know we could try a social experiment. we could probably uh from this show take some indie podcaster and all nominate him put in like eight hundred nominations or a thousand
1: yeah yeah yeah, and, and see if it shows and see shows if,
0: see up, if it right. shows up yeah. see if they if that individual's <laughs> even considered. i i'm I'm sure they put that out. they've got their list made I'm sure all I, you know i'm very l li- probably listening to the show and probably pissed off, but um yeah, so I have asked people to nominate me, so we'll see if it. If it works out and i I'm probably not the top ten one of the top ten most powerful people on podcasts Rob, you're probably well, closer to that right
1: now james <laughs> james james Cridlin was he's pretty critical of it, yeah, though, for sure
2: he yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Anyway, so any
1: yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we jump off? Ah, I mean,
0: there's, uh, there's a lot going on. You know, we didn't, we didn't talk about anything in the news. I kind of had my agenda for the show today and drove it here. Um, but, uh, we'll be, are you, are you going to be available Wednesday? Can we do Wednesday again or? Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll, yeah. we'll be back Wednesday and <laughs> maybe cover some of this other stuff. But if you got comments on today's show send them to Todd at blueberry.com or, and Rob, what's your address?
1: Uh, Rob G at uh, com, or you can just post the question or comment uh, on my Twitter feed too. So that's just at Rob Greenley with two E's. That'd be good too. You have anything
0: else, Rob, before we bounce out?
1: I think that's, that's the big thing. All I mean, right. I think the topics we talked about today are as big as any topic that we've ever talked about on this show. Yeah. I think as you look to the future of the medium. So go over to
0: thepodcastacademy.com, get registered, make Rob your reference person, and uh, that way you uh, get your expedited membership approval. and: right. uh,
1: Get it done when it's uh, half off.
0: Get it done, but right. make sure you spend your first 25 dollars over at the podcast awards. Get registered there. Nominations open on July 1st. and uh, good luck to everyone as they uh, go into the
2: nomination period. so. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time okay. here on the new media show. All Take right. care. Okay.